Hey, welcome back to That Plumbing Podcast. I'm Brandon the Plumber, and today we're going to talk about service and what it means to provide a good service in the plumbing field. And if you'll notice, service comes before plumber in the name itself. So in my opinion, the service is more important than the plumbing that you provide. Uh, I had an old boss that used to tell me, you know, it's not, um, it's not what you do it's how you make the customer feel, especially after you leave. You know, they're going to forget the, re- the angle stop replacement. They're going to forget the flapper replacement, but they will remember how you made them feel. And, you know, if we want a little bit more help on trying to understand what good service is, we can look to other industries. You know, obviously, uh, the food service industry, you know, you go in, you're hungry, they can provide food. You have your server. Uh, they can they provide a service. They bring out the food, yes, but it's very much it's not. You don't pay them based on their ability to bring out food. You kind of you pay them on the service they provide and that how they make you feel. Do they make you feel welcome? Do they listen to you? Do they recommend things to you? Do they make you laugh? Do they make you feel good to be there? And service plumbing is is this nothing different? The, the idea of good service is, uh, it, for me, honestly, it's a lot of little things. It's not just like one, one thing you do to provide good service. It's little things throughout the entire call. Stuff like wearing booties inside the house without having to have the customer ask. You know, booties are a big, a, one of those things that don't seem like a lot. And the customer might not even say anything if you don't wear booties, but the customer knows they it, if they see you walking through the house and then there's dirt or there's dust. I mean, it, even if it's on tile floor or hardwood floor, it, it depends on where you live, of course. In the desert, like in Phoenix here, you will see dust tracks, dust footprints if the light hits it just right and you're walking through a customer's house. Customer sees that, maybe they just got it. Maybe they just paid to have the house clean, or maybe they just spent the time themselves to clean their house, and now they have dirt tracks throughout, you know, where you walk. And they might not say anything, but there's like one a mental note that clicks in their head where they're like, this guy doesn't respect my house, or who's this guy think he is just tracking dirt throughout my entire house? You know, that's one thing. The other thing is uh, parking on the right side of the road. You know, there's... There's when you arrive to a customer's house, the idea is that you're you're a professional, you're calm, collected. Uh, I personally will always go around the other way so that I come up on the right side of the road. If it's whatever, I will pull in a driveway and turn around. I never just like I don't know. It just seems so tacky where you you see like a van like cocked parked on the opposite side of the road, like crooked, you know, it just gives this aura of like, guy's in a hurry, he doesn't, you know, he's very, he's just, he's speeding into the job, he's trying to get in and out as fast as he can, it just looks tacky, you know, so that's another one of those things that provide a better service. Listening to the customer, listening is a service, not steamrolling the customer in what interest you or what you think, you know, they, they are paying, ultimately they are paying for your time, which, you know, is a service. And as a result, you need to be attentive to them. 
You know, you are basically whatever. You are their therapist when you're talking to them and you're trying to figure out what their plumbing needs are. You know, attentive, that, that's a good service. You know, if, what if you went into a doctor's office and, you know, you're trying, you have a problem, you're trying to communicate to the doctor, you know, your history and your experience and how it happens if I do this, if I, but if it doesn't happen, if I do that, and the doctor just doesn't care, just like barely listens to you, I don't know, checking their phone, uh, you can just tell that they don't care and they're not listening to you. And, and you know, you're providing crucial information to the doctor because you're the only one that can like experience the symptoms. Well, in the same way, you're the only person that could per, that can tell the the plumber what's going on. Like your experience in the house is 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 vital to the diagnosing process. And so as a result, you know, part of the service is asking questions and listening to the customer. You kind of want to let them dictate the pace of the call in a way. You know, you kind of, you want to be in control. You want to keep the interaction, interaction moving towards diagnosing, educating, creating options, presenting options. But if the customer is like telling you a story and they're really into it and, and you can tell like they're, they're genuinely enjoying it, let that play out. Let them express themselves. Let them get comfortable around you like a friend. You know, ultimately, we want to like build a friendship and trust as fast as possible. And one thing friends and do with each other is, is they share stories. And, and you want to get to a point where you are, uh, you're feeling like a friend to them. You know, because remember, this is, we're not faking this. We're not trying to trick customers into, into whatever trust in us. We're actually trying to gain their trust. So it's very crucial that you, you know, slowing down, building rapport with the customers, listening, listening to them, asking them questions. Another big one is gum or mints or something that you, you know, makes your breath better. I mean, have you ever talked to someone who has like kicking breath and, you know, you just can't wait for them to shut up? You know, you're just taking a step back. You're looking the other way. You're not engaging because you don't want to, to smell their breath, that's that's crucial. That It's crucial that they want to hear us talk or that they have no problem with us talking and educating them. You know, so every call before I go in, I, I chew some gum. You know, so we got booties, gum, parking on the right side of the road. But overall, just a general attitude of wanting to help the customer. So I'll give you an example. I I went to a customer's house last month or whatever, and they had a faucet that was, it was clogged. It was a kind of like a upper end lavatory faucet, cold side, uh, wasn't having the same pressure as the hot side. So I did all the things, checked the aerators, took the lines apart, flushed them, checked the angle stops. Um, I was actually able to, the way that it was designed, it, it went from the supply to the handle from the handle, it teed into the spout. So I was able to remove the hose from the spout and know that I was getting full flow through the handle and the cartridge. So whatever it was, it was clogged in the spout itself. It was both the hot and the cold. It wasn't just the, the cold. 
And so I told the customer that, you know, the, I think it was a Kohler. It was a Kohler. And I said, these are guaranteed for life, the parts. If it, we call, if you call Kohler, they'll likely just send you out either a new spout or a new handle, whatever. And, you know, a lot of times someone might say that's, you know, that's it. I, I'm going to point them in the right direction. Yes, Kohler will warranty their parts. And then you just, you know, you assign that to the customer. You, you give them the task of calling Kohler and trying to get their you know, parts warrantied. Because after all, they have the receipts. They purchased it in this particular case, so this should be their responsibility. But what I did was is I was already charging them a, a diagnostic fee, which was, which was a couple hundred bucks, you know, our minimum service call, basically. And for that price, they, they expressed that when I told them, I said, you need to call Kohler and they'll probably warranty it. And they were like, well, do you have a number? I, I don't know what to tell them. Uh, you know, the, you could see that they were kind of getting anxious because, you know, they're not plumbers. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know how to explain to Kohler what's going on. And so I proceeded to say, no, don't worry about it. You know, I'm going to give them a call. I'll find them. I'll talk to them and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure out what needs to be done. And so that's that's what I did. I looked up Kohler's technical support line, called them, uh, got them on the line, and uh, I put it on speakerphone, and the customers were standing around me, and I just proceeded to handle the situation, just explain to them, you know, what's going on with the faucet, what the issue is, very respectful to the person on the phone. They were actually really, she was really great. And what she ended up doing was, recommending that the cartridges be replaced because when they are when they're on their end they have to go through like a checklist you know if the customer calls in because of this then do this and so one of the first things that you check when you have low flow is the cartridges and so she was trying to send out more cartridges and i told her i said ma'am i i i respect that you you know you have a process to follow but i took the hose off of the cartridge to the spout and I had full flow. You know, so I can tell pretty with pretty much certainty that it's not caught caught in the cartridge, it's in the spout itself. And I don't want to have to charge the customer to come back two more times when, you know, my diagnostics are showing me that it's in the spout. And she said, okay, well let me let me see what I can do. And she ended up warrantying the whole faucet. The whole faucet, she because it was discontinued. That's what it was. He couldn't find that exact spout and model, so she warranted the whole faucet. Well, next I proceeded to help with the Cola rep on the phone, help them select a new faucet. You know, going on the website on my iPad, showing them the different options. Apparently, a lot of them were back ordered, and so like they had company coming in in a few days, and so they they didn't want to wait four to six weeks for it to come in. So I worked with the customer kind of mediating with the Kohler rep to find a faucet fixture combination that uh, they, they liked. And I did. We ended up finding one and they, you know, express shipped it. It came out. They were going to ship it out. It would be out in a couple of days. Fine. Perfect. Took their information. They're sending it straight to the customer. Everything's good. So when I get off the phone with them, you know, they proceeded to basically thank me you know, like they were so grateful. They said like, you know, we, we never would have known what to, what to say to them. Thank you so much for calling and walking them through and, and taking care of it. And, and to me, that's kind of like a great example of what service is. 
You know, it's it's understanding that the customer, you know, the customer needs our help. The customer is not a plumber. You know, they have their own life going on. And plumbing, when plumbing issues occur, their whole life is put on hold. You know, they cannot wait to get the plumbing issue resolved so they can get back to their real life and the things that really matter to them. Plumbing is an inconvenience to them that they must take care of, you know, unless they're trying to get a filtration system, you know, but most of the time plumbing, service plumbing is a result of a malfunction of a part or something like that. So they were super happy with me and they said, you know, we found, we found our new plumber, you know, we we're going to call you every time. Uh, they even tipped me. It's just, and they happily paid the diagnostic fee, which, and then I charged them, you know, to come back and install the customer supplied faucet. Didn't say anything about the price. You know, at that point I had, I had hooked them. I, I had shown them that what kind of service we provide and, and they, you know, they're hopefully will be customers for life, but it's my willingness to take them through and, and get them through the process with a, enthusiastic attitude, smiling, answering questions, you know, being on their side. You know, another quick example is just like replacement of faucets in general. You know, if they have a uh, malfunction kitchen sink faucet, lavatory faucet, well, it used to be because like I was trying to save the customer money and, and spend their money for them and make decisions for them, I would always go with you know, the cheapest route is for you to purchase the faucet and then I'll come back and I'll install it. And that is true. That is the cheapest route. But some people, given the option, will pay extra to not have to deal with it. They'll pay extra to not have to take the time to go and find a faucet, go in Home Depot, go online, order it. Am I getting the right one? There's, there's so many different faucets to choose from if in you there's so many different price points you know so now with every call i offer to provide faucets for them you know i can i'll offer like a contractor grade that you know i'll take care of everything you don't you don't have to do anything but pay me at the end i'll go get it i'll pick out the right one i'll come back i'll take the old one out install it make sure everything's good it comes with a warranty because you purchased the part through us you know and I am surprised, well, I was surprised, now I'm not surprised, at how many customers will pay extra for you to go and get the fixture and, and provide that service. At least give them that option. You know, it might be expensive, and it is expensive, if you're taking your time out of your day, you know, to go and find a faucet, of course you're going to be paying a little bit extra for time. You have the markup on the parts themselves, but we are a full service. I try and offer like a full service experience. So here's that price. Here it is. I can go and get it for you and then let the customer choose. You know, so leaving nothing to chance, doing everything you can for the customer, communicating with them, the little things like respecting their property by wearing booties, uh, smelling good when you when you talk, you know, your breath smelling good so that they're they're actually wanting to listen to your recommendations and, and the education that you provide, parking on the right side of the street. You know, all of these little things uh, just add up to give the overall sense that you are providing a service that is worth the prices that we're charging. So service is very much an, emo an emotional process. It's a, it's, a, 
It's something that the customer feels throughout and, and most importantly, after you leave. So I would encourage you to you know, wear booties, each, each house, no matter what, unless they tell you not to, even if it's hardwood floors. Uh, and even I'm, sometimes I get laxed, you know, but it's, it's a good precaution. It's a good preemptive way at the beginning of the call to show the customer that you care about their floors. Park on the right side of the street. Don't look like you're speeding in, you know, just crashed into the side, blocking mailboxes. It just looks like it just looks tacky if you park it on the wrong side of the street. Tuck your shirt in, iron your shirt, make sure there aren't stains, give the appearance of a higher quality service experience. And probably most importantly, listen to the customer. Give them your full attention. Ask them questions. Be genuinely interested in their, their problems, their life. And so that when you are providing education and then options, they're more likely to trust you enough to take you up on those recommendations. All right. So I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. I'm still new to this. I'm still trying to figure out how to close episodes down and whatnot. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, my main focus right now is to get content out because if I overthink this stuff, I'll never put it out. And then, you know, that's no good. So, um, until next time, uh, I don't know, plumb on. <laughs>